Hello and welcome to the latest of our reflections based on the Bible in One Year readings. I hope you're keeping well. This reflection takes us up to day 33 in the reading, so we're almost 10% of the way through, believe it or not. And if you've kept pace, well done. And even if you're not, if you're still going, well done. Don't feel any great pressing need to catch up. When you fall behind, just pick up where you left off. And let you into a secret. Sometimes I'm amazed that when I fall behind in my Bible readings, and then I eventually pick it up again, the reading has a particular relevance to the day when I actually read it that it maybe wouldn't have had when I, if I'd read it at the time I was supposed to. Well, anyway... Our Old Testament readings this week have focused on the story of Job. Some of you might be surprised to find Job come up so early in our readings. I mean, I mean, it's quite a way into the Old Testament, isn't it? And that's largely because of how our Bible's organised. It's arranged more thematically than chronologically. And Job sits amongst the poetry or wisdom literature. But it is actually reckoned to be one of the earlier parts of our Bible to be written. And in some senses, it's not surprising. One of the great mysteries we experience in life is why we suffer, especially if we believe in a creator God. And it is a particular issue for a Christian understanding of God. If you think of God as a loving, intimately connected with his creation type God, it is a problem. And whilst Christians might differ in how we understand the origins of the world, we actually all believe our creation to be rooted in God and in a particular type of God, not just one who winds up the world, sets it going, leaves it to its own devices, not just a God who is out there impersonal and unmoved. Now we believe in a God who's involved, who loves us, who cares who yeah, really wants the best for us. And it is amongst our most primal questions. And despite it being one of the most primal of questions, there's no complete answer to it. Life is mysterious. The same sun shines and the same rain falls on the righteous and the unjust alike. I'm a little reluctant to quote, quote one of Job's comforters, but although they jump to all sorts of rubbish, uh, simplistic conclusions, they do occasionally offer some wisdom. In Job 5, Eliphaz says, We are born to trouble, as surely as sparks fly upward. Experience tells us that trouble comes to all of us at some point. And the thing about the book of Job is that although it poses the questions, You'd be mistaken if you think it tries to answer it. It's content to just let it hang there. To the extent that there is a conclusion, it is beware of simplistic answers. They're just that, simplistic. They're rarely helpful. I've read Job a few times, but one of the things that stood out to me on this occasion was Job's self-awareness. When everybody around him is accusing him of all sorts, Job defends his integrity. He maintains that he is upright and blameless. 
And of course, not everyone who says that about themselves is justified in doing so. We've all come across people who protest their innocence, even when confronted with irrefutable evidence to the contrary. We have a saying, self-recommendation is no recommendation. But that's not the case with Job. None other than God affirms that Job is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Throughout Job's self-worth and self-esteem is not shaped by his circumstances. He doesn't just become the victim of it, but his awareness of how he is seen by God. And in Job we see marks of real faith. Job doesn't just grin and bear it stoically. He's not English, he doesn't have a stiff upper lip. Job is blunt and honest. He doesn't have a polite business-like relationship with his creator. He is real in his complaints to his God to the point where he shocks his comforters and maybe even shocks us occasionally. Yeah, it does sometimes surprise me what the Bible allows people to say about God. And God not only includes it in there, but he declares it sacred. God can take your honesty. It's polite unreality that gets in the way of a relationship with God. But even in the midst of it all, we see moments of real clarity. In the midst of it all, he believes that God can be trusted. Though he slay me, yet I will hope in him. My intercessor is my friend, as my eyes pour out tears to God. On behalf of a man, he pleads with God, as one pleads for a friend. There's even a very early hint of resurrection here, an idea that doesn't actually feature that heavily in most of the Old Testament era. Job says, I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand upon the earth and after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see As I read Job, in many ways I'm reminded of Jesus speaking to the disciples as the crowd start to reject him. He asks the disciples, well, do you want to leave too? And Peter replies, but where would we go? You have the words of eternal life. Even in the midst of such anguish, and right there alongside the honest rage of the injustice, we have moments of hope, of faith, of clarity, of the realisation that he is not forgotten and neither are we. Job says of God, oh, if only there were someone to mediate between us, someone to bring us together. Well, reading those words from the other side of the New Testament, we come to see that in Jesus we have that mediator, that God has provided that mediator. One whom Paul says prays with us and alongside us and within us by the Spirit, making sense of our wordless groans. 
One who reminds us that whatever we face, even if we never really know why, we are loved, we are precious, we are his children, we are not forgotten, we are not abandoned. That God in Jesus has given himself completely for us and nothing can separate us from his love. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that we are loved by you. Thank you that you can take our honesty, that you don't want business-like deference from us, but real relationship. Even when we can't understand what we go through, help us to know that you can be trusted and that you are our true hope. Amen. God be with you. Grace and peace.